Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. Brian Brimminger was a typical Marine. That kind of an all-American kind of persona. He was assigned to a color guard in Washington, D.C. There's pictures of him in the White House with President George W. Bush. From the outside looking in, it seemed like Brian Brimminger had everything going for him. In 2011, after having served seven years in the Marine Corps, Brian Brimminger leaves the Marines. And he decides to go uh, to Panama. And his plan is to decompress, uh, take some time off. My sister was deeply in love with the man named Brian Brimager. All she wanted was to be with him and love him. They were so madly in love. I think she was very proud of him because he was a Marine. She used to say things like, I'm with a Marine. Yvonne went down to Panama with Brian to start a new life. That's where Yvonne wanted to be. It was perfect. I am Michelle Valenzuela, and my sister is Yvonne Baldelli. She likes to karaoke. She likes to dance. Did Yvonne like it here? She loved it here. Just love it here. Places with cheap beers and happy hour. It's beautiful. She's got the water right in front of her house. Where are we right now? OK, we're on Isla Carenero in uh, Bocas del Toro. This is the, the house that they were uh, renting in, uh, Brian Brimager and Yvonne Valdelli. Yvonne uh, told her family members that everything was good. She painted a very happy picture. Through emails, she made it seem like everything was fine and well. The reality of it was that her and Brimager were fighting constantly. After I'd heard stories of the fights, I could understand why she would want to leave. 
she fell off the radar screen. She just went away one day. Her email stopped, her communication stopped. Everybody lost contact with her. There's no immigration records that indicates that she left Panama. There's no book for this. There's no book for dummies on what to do when your sister has gone missing. Carinero from the outside appears to be a tropical paradise, but it's a swampy hell. I call it Devil's Island because some terrible things took place on that island. Brian Brimager has done nothing, zero, to help with the search for Yvonne. We are in Central America, in some jungle, in some swamp, looking for Yvonne. That through the middle is really deep. This is unbelievable. What no one knew is that Brian Bremenger had a secret. He was living a double life. Brian Bremenger moved to California, hooked up with Christian Workhoven, and they got married. Christian worked at the White House, and that's where she and Brian met. And his life is going on like normal, and our life will never be the same. What did you do to her, Brian? We knew that there had been foul play. We knew he was the last one to see her alive. Brian's coming out with his golf clubs. Let's go, guys. And this is what I know. OK, you're rolling? Let's go. My sister went down to Panama with Brian. Brian returned, and my sister didn't. Brian Brimage was exceptionally arrogant. But what he didn't account for was this family's fervor to find what happened to their daughter and their sister. Brian, Peter Van Sant with CBS News. We'd like to ask a couple questions. It's an easy thing to tell the truth. He told a lot of lies. That's what led to his demise. I'm Peter Van Sant. Tonight on 48 Hours, Devil's Island. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. 
And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. In the spring of 2012, Brian Bremiger was living the high life in Southern California. Just months removed from a decorated Marine Corps career, Bremiger was happily married and living in the suburbs. When I look at the pictures of Brian and Kristen, I just see a couple in love and, and super sincerely happy and just enjoying the day at the beach in La Jolla. These joyful newlywed photos of Brian and Kristen Bremiger were a shock to Yvonne Baldelli's family. They expected her to be in the picture. It wasn't their wedding day, but they came in their wedding attire in a limousine and champagne flowing. Photographer Jack English had no idea of the intrigue behind these happy images that Brian had proposed to Kristen just days after Yvonne disappeared in Panama. She looked very happy, very in love, as if she found her Prince Charming. Prince Charming? A man who had just left Yvonne Baldelli in Panama two weeks earlier? How could this happen? We traveled to the remote islands off the Caribbean coast of Panama to find out. Up ahead is the island of Carinero, where Yvonne and Brian, who the locals called Brim, came to live in September 2011. It's a place where they could chase their dream. Why did they decide to go to Panama? She liked the fact that they could live on the beach, you know, pretty, pretty reasonably priced down there. Yvonne's sister, Michelle Valenzuela, says Brian wanted to become a singer, performing in bars and clubs. With her beloved dog, Georgia May, in hand, Yvonne brought two sewing machines in hopes of starting a clothing business. Stepmother, Lillian Faust. She was going to make bathing suits and sell them to tourists. I knew she was excited, and she, she didn't have any reservations. It sounded like she had a real plan for the future. She did, and she thought that she found her paradise, her perfect place. Michelle recalls how her younger sister Yvonne, recently divorced, was smitten with Brian when they first started dating in 2009 in Southern California. I don't think she was physically attracted to him. That was a big part of it. And while Yvonne seemed to be falling in love with Brian, big sister Michelle wasn't so sure. As far as emotionally for my sister, Yvonne would put 100% into you and she would expect that back. And I didn't get that impression that she was receiving that. That concerned me. She deserved that. After Yvonne was laid off from her management job with Procter & Gamble and Brian ended his career in the Marines, the two decided to make a fresh start and reinvent themselves in Panama, settling in this house. They quickly fell in with the local expats. Did you think they were in love? Apparently. Yeah. Seems so. Joan and Stephen Crabtree own the Cosmic Crab, a funky resort and waterfront bar where Brian would sing for his supper. He played here at the Cosmic Crab um, a couple of nights a week, and they were frequent visitors here. They were very nice people. 
Penny Tom, owner of another waterfront bar, also let Brian play for food and free booze. Lots of booze. They used to drink a lot, so they were always happy. What's a lot? A lot. <laughs> and Jim Merton says Brian's drinking may have gotten in the way of his singing. He played the guitar good, but when he started to sing, that's when it went away. What was it like? Mm, like a hound dog on a porch. She looked very happy in the pictures, and she was really enjoying herself there, and I, I knew it would be a place that she would like. For Yvonne's father, Jim Faust, the constant stream of joyful phone calls and emails describing the couple's Panama adventures was reassuring. Yvonne's emails were stories of exactly what her life was like down there, and I could picture it, and I could close my eyes, and it, it was like I was there. I couldn't imagine the whole thing. Emails like this one. She says, hi, sis. Brian, already working at local restaurants and bars. We love it. We wake up and go running, then swim in the ocean every morning. And so Yvonne's family thought all was well in paradise and that Brian might be the one for Yvonne. I believed that they were going to get married. That's what I thought was going to happen when they got down there. But then, right around Thanksgiving 2011, three months after they arrived in Panama, the happy emails and calls from Yvonne started to drop off. For Michelle, a sisterly instinct started to kick in. That's what set me off, was the fact that um, they were coming less frequent, the emails from her, and then they stopped completely. Two weeks passed. Then, on December 14th, Michelle finally got a text, but it wasn't from Yvonne. There was a number I didn't recognize, and a text message on there said, this is Brian, may I make arrangements to pick up my truck? Michelle was shocked. Brian was back in the U.S.? I sat up, called that number. For only thing out of my mouth was, where's my sister? He says, didn't you get my email? I said, I haven't received any emails from anybody. It's been a few weeks. I said, I'll call you back. So I went to my computer. Michelle discovered an email she had overlooked, it was from Brian, who had never written before. The one from him stated, I'm sure you've heard by now that Vani and I are no longer together. I called him right back. So I asked him, I'm like, what happened? And he said they had got in a fight because she had found out that he had a child from somebody else. That somebody else, Kristen Workhoven. The two had a baby girl in 2010. Since Yvonne was unable to have a child because of a medical condition, the discovery must have been earth-shattering. Brian then said Yvonne just up and left. I said, did she leave a note? No. Has she tried to call you since? No. Do you know where she's at? No. And I said, I haven't heard from her, Brian. And he said, well, I'm sure she's fine. But Michelle had her doubts about that story. And 10 days later, when Brian called and still wanted to pick up his truck, Michelle said she had another plan. I said, when you come to pick up the truck, I'll be here, that's no problem. And I think it's a good idea that you go with me to the police department, since you're the last one to see her and we can fill out a missing persons report. Because now we're already the mid-December and I haven't heard anything from her. And that's not right. Something's wrong. This podcast is supported by FedEx. 
FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. In December of 2011, Michelle Valenzuela was still worried about her missing sister. So she went back to her computer where she found another overlooked message. This one from Yvonne. Hi sis, just an update. Brian and I are no longer together. I should have trusted my instincts that he is a lying, cheating ass I'm headed to Costa Rica with a man I met when we first got to Bocas. What'd you think when you read this email? I just wasn't sure there's some things in there that didn't feel right to me. Her head was spinning. Could Yvonne really have run off with another man after learning that Brian had a love child? All Yvonne ever wanted to do was be a mother. That's all she ever wanted to do was be a mother. And to find out that Brian had a child and you know she sold everything she had to go to the other ends of the world to be with this man and he didn't tell her about that. I'm questioning what her mental state is right now. She's heartbroken. In upstate New York, Jim and Lillian Faust also felt the turn of events was just so out of character for their daughter. For her life to change so abruptly, and she's like, oh, well, I'm going with this guy. And to Costa Rica. To Costa Rica. That made absolutely, positively no sense to me. Also making no sense, three weeks had passed since Yvonne had emailed from Panama. But then, out of the blue, she sent a new email. It was strange. Miss you and everyone at home. I'm starting to get a little homesick. I'm working on plans to get home as early as the second week of January. I've been living with cliffhangers for a while. Love you, sis, Yvonne. While strange, the email was also reassuring for her family, who was happy to learn Yvonne would soon return to California. So I stopped worrying. I figured, okay, she knows that in January we're having a family get-together. She's going to be there. Do you feel she's safe at this at this point? I was still worried, but I was satisfied with it for the moment. On the same day that email arrived, so too did Brian Brimminger, knocking on the front door of Michelle's L.A. home to pick up his truck. What did you see on his face? What was his demeanor like? He was just in a hurry. He was calm. It was very brief. All business? Yes. Get his stuff, get his truck. And leave. After Brian got his pickup truck, Yvonne's emails stopped. 16 long days passed until on January 6th, 2012, Michelle wrote her sister. The subject, worried. I just want to make sure you weren't kidnapped or someone pretending to be you. Ha ha. There's my paranoid, suspicious mind or maybe too many 48 hours. Did you ever hear back from your sister again? No. That's the last email. 
Michelle was still hopeful that she would appear at that family reunion, but Yvonne never showed up. Well, at that point, when we met up with my dad and I told him, we haven't heard from her, he said, oh no, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I told my dad, she did not leave Panama. That's just my feeling. By now, Michelle was convinced her sister never ran off to Costa Rica with another man. So her instinct was to learn where Yvonne's emails were really coming from. So I went to my cousin and asked them to please check it out, because like I said, I haven't, had, I haven't got a clue. The cousin, a technology whiz, said tracking Yvonne's emails would be easy. All he needed was their IP addresses. So he searched the emails Yvonne had supposedly sent from Panama and Costa Rica, as well as that email Brian had sent from near Dana Point, California. The cousin made a startling discovery. The ones from Panama came from Panama. And then the one that was supposed to be with her being in Costa Rica came from the United States. Where in the United States? One of them looked like they were coming from Dana Point. That email, Michelle says, originated from where Brian was now living near Dana Point, California. It was the evidence Michelle had been looking for. He was sharing the same IP address. So Yvonne's email is coming from Brian's computer. Yes. The family's worst fear had come true. It appeared Brian had hacked into Yvonne's email account and was impersonating her. But why? That's when I knew that he did something to her. And it's not missing person, it's murder now. It's murder. I said my sister's dead and I'm never gonna see her again. But Michelle had no time to mourn. She took that new evidence down to the FBI, where she met with special agent Andrew Masters. Michelle Valenzuela, she was a spitfire. When they brought that to us, we knew that there was absolutely foul play involved. The FBI immediately launched an investigation into Yvonne's disappearance, with Masters taking charge. Yvonne's family then contacted the State Department. I call the embassy and the embassy tells us there is no record of her ever leaving Panama and no record of her ever entering Costa Rica. Yvonne's family couldn't wait any longer. They traveled to Panama to find answers. The FBI made a move as well, targeting Brian Brimager as a person of interest. Brian didn't realize what exactly the FBI is capable of. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
With the FBI investigation underway in the States, Yvonne's family met up with legendary investigator Don Winner in Panama City. Why is it when something goes bad with an American citizen in Panama, you get the phone call? I've already put away, or helped to put away, three serial killers. So when bad things happen, they know that to come to me when, when they don't know what else to do. Winner is an ex-U.S. intelligence officer with an uncanny ability to solve murders. Jim and Lillian tell Don the story of their daughter's disappearance and Brian's claim that she's run off with another man. I think the chances that she's running around in Costa Rica somewhere with some other dude are damn near zero. Here's the deal, this is what happened, this is what we think is going on. It's not the first time Winner, a CBS News consultant, has worked on a case with 48 Hours. All right, we're gonna go take a look at this uh, yellow trimaran. The intrepid investigator helped solve the murder of American sailor Don North, as 48 Hours reported in 2011. Just on a personal side in all of this, can you believe you and I are doing this again? No, absolutely not, I tell you what. Uh, it's, 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 it's amazing. Winner is convinced Brian Breminger is involved. His strategy, put pressure on the Panamanian government to act. When Don Winner speaks... The people listen, listen. yeah. Winner's game plan also called for Jim and Michelle to give blood for DNA tests should any remains be found. And when Yvonne's family travels hundreds of miles from Panama City to the tropical island where she disappeared, Yvonne Lee Valdele. the Panamanian police are persuaded to hold a press conference to plead for information. The family has been experiencing a living nightmare for quite a few months, and we continue to appeal to anyone who knows absolutely anything about Yvonne's disappearance to come forward. Panamanian police announce for the first time that Yvonne is the victim of foul play and name Brian Brimminger as the suspect. Todos adoramos a Yvonne. This news conference reverberated around the world. Police say within weeks of her disappearance, Brimminger returned to the U.S., got engaged and married another woman. Tonight, the FBI is calling him a person of interest. Riding the momentum of the press conference, they printed flyers, fanned out to neighborhoods and the village, searching for their own clues. It's a bittersweet search for Yvonne's niece, Lauren Beyer, in a place that is no longer a paradise. There's nothing here for us until we find her. That's why we're here. But the family's quest is starting to get results. Witnesses who knew the couple come out of the woodwork, describing Brian's verbal and physical abuse. To me, he was a scary person. He was uh, not the kind of person I wanted to be around. Local bar owner Jeff Salzman saw it firsthand on Yvonne's face. As I recall, it was black eyes and, and blackness around the face. And, and bruises. Was she self-conscious about it? She was trying to hide it and, and not speak of it. It was very painful to learn that he had hit her, that she had bruises, that she had black eyes. Those things were very difficult to learn. The realization that Yvonne may have been murdered is setting in. 
Where could Yvonne's body have been dumped? Well, just feet in front of that house, you've got thousands of square miles of water. Well, if you just go not 20 yards from the shoreline, this impenetrable swamp. Try to find something in there. But that's exactly what Yvonne's family, investigators, and volunteers set out to do. Entering what could be Yvonne's swampy graveyard. Describe this area that has to be searched. Just how difficult a place is it? Okay, it's jungle, it's tropical, so you have every kind of bug and critter that you can think of, spiders and snakes, and, you know, it's not a place to go slogging around through. Struggling through the muck, the spiders, and the rancid water, the smallest discovery raises hope. A purse, a medicine bottle, a mysterious sinkhole. I kept asking myself, I want to find Yvonne, but do I want to find Yvonne? I mean, I want to know where she is, but do I want to see her in these swampy areas? Then they find a passport. Yeah, we find a US passport, uh, the front page here. None of it is Yvonne's. But back in the United States, the FBI confronted Brian Brimager. We went and uh, knocked on his door. He answered and invited us in, said that he was expecting us. FBI Special Agent Andrew Masters questioned Brian Brimager for more than four hours while he babysat his young daughter. This is Special Agent Andrew Masters, along with Special Agent Gabriel Ramirez, approaching apartment M in an attempt to have a consensual monitored interview with Brian Bremager. We weren't sure if he was going to break down and confess to having a part in her disappearance and murder, or if he was going to become angry, or if he was going to kick us out. Brian stuck to his story. Yvonne left him for another man. I come back home, and there was a note that said, and I quote, <laughs> Um, going to Costa Rica with a man I've been talking to, um, F-U-F. But when confronted with Michelle's email evidence, Brian began to stumble. Brian, I'm just going to kind of lay it out there, man. Um, the IP addresses are not coming back from Costa Rica or Panama. Okay. They're coming back from here. Okay, from so... Here? Mm-hmm. Okay. So if she's not hanging out around here, then somebody sent those emails, right? How did those emails get sent? Do you know anybody that would have her email account, hat vendor her account? No. Then something caught Master's eye. As soon as I walk in, I see a uh, white Sony Vio. Which is a computer. A laptop computer, exactly. And we knew that Yvonne owned a white Sony Vio laptop that she had taken with her to Panama. Well, what are you thinking? I'm thinking we may very well have Yvonne's computer right here. Master's hunch was spot on. It was Yvonne's computer. But why was it in Brian's condo? And would it help unravel the mystery of Yvonne's disappearance? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Even though he was under the FBI's microscope, Brian Bremiger remained a free man, living with his family on the outskirts of San Diego. Kristen worked for a defense contractor, while Brian, unemployed, spent much of his time golfing. Recognize that map? Yes, I do. That's Brian. In the summer of 2012, we showed Yvonne's sister Michelle video of Brian's new life. What goes through your mind when you see him? Well, honestly, it's not surprising now that I know what he's capable of. He thinks he got away with murder. So what you have here is a person who killed my sister and can walk away scot-free. You ready? Brian's coming out with his golf club. Let's go, guys. Okay, roll. Just a few months after that FBI interview, we came face to face with the suspected killer. Brian, Peter Van Sant with CBS News. We'd like to ask a couple questions. Would you please talk to us? Did you murder Yvonne Baldelli? You can speak to us, you can answer that question. Ryan, why, why won't you speak with us? Did you have anything to do with her disappearance? While Brian heads off to enjoy another carefree day on the greens, the FBI was turning his life upside down, interviewing everyone he knew, including his wife, Kristen. What had Brian told her about why he was living in Panama? Uh, he told Kristen that he is going down to Panama to decompress from uh, after leaving the Marine Corps and that he was going with some Marine Corps friends. Did Kristen urge Brian to leave Yvonne? No, Kristen didn't even know Yvonne existed. So he lied to Kristen? Absolutely. Apparently, all those lies didn't matter to Kristen. According to her, Brian is the greatest thing to ever happen to anybody. But that's something she didn't want to share with us when 48 Hours knocked on her door. Hi, Kristen. Kristen, I'm Ryan with CBS News. Is there any way we can talk? Meanwhile, as Special Agent Masters took several investigative trips to Panama, a different portrait of Brian Bremiger emerged. We talked to uh, many people that uh, would socialize with him at bars, uh, and we learned about all the uh, domestic violence uh, that, uh, that he brought upon her, uh, the choking, the, the, the dragging, uh, the berating. After speaking with friends and neighbors of Yvonne and Brian, Special Agent Masters became certain the couple had a violent fight on November 26, 2011 after Yvonne learned that Brian 
had fathered a child with Kristen. The argument probably escalated, and at some point, Brian decided he was done with her, and he was going to kill her. Crucial evidence was also discovered on Yvonne's laptop, the very computer Master saw when he first questioned Brian. About two weeks before her murder, Yvonne took this disturbing selfie. That photo shows a massive black eye on her left eye and swelling in her left cheek. In a way, from the grave, Yvonne helped you in this investigation. Yvonne helped us tell the story, yes, absolutely. And there was more chilling evidence. We found the Yahoo searches in which he searches how to uh, remove blood from a mattress. When did he do that? Uh, he did that about 10.30 in the morning, the night after Yvonne was murdered. Masters discovered even more evidence in Costa Rica, where Brian is seen withdrawing cash from Yvonne's account. We were able to obtain those ATM photos. So we have Brian using the Yvonne's debit card to extract money from her account. And Masters says there is no doubt that Brian used Yvonne's laptop to send those emails to her family. So we went looking for Brian Bremager again to get answers. Hey, Brian, I need to talk to you. How do you explain the fact that Yvonne's email that said she was in Costa Rica, that she sent to people, was actually sent by you from here in California? Can you answer that? You knew she was dead when you sent that email, didn't you? Brian, we really want you to talk to us, answer some questions. He's never said a word, never said a word to us. He will not answer any questions. And what about Yvonne's dog, Georgia May, which had not been seen since she disappeared? Don Winner has a theory. He knew that she loved that dog and that if the dog was running around, he knew that anything she said about her taking off with some guy to Costa Rica, everybody would immediately know it was crap. So he had to get rid of the dog too. In his investigation, Don Winner unwittingly found a key piece of evidence on Brian's Facebook page where he had sold this machete. After Yvonne disappeared, Reminger uh, made a comment about that knife. He's like, yeah, that used to be mine. I brought it down with me when I came down from the States. And the chilling part is he made a comment that said, I've only used it to chop up one stripper. That's just chilling. Special Agent Andrew Masters needs to get his hands on the machete to see if it was used in Yvonne's murder. Incredibly, he was able to track down the person who bought it from Brian in Panama. This is the machete that Brian bought in the United States and took down with him. Uh, to Panama. Can you pick it up for me? Sure. It's very heavy. Uh, it's, it's weighted, and uh, it would inflict a lot of damage. Investigators had the machete. They had the email, and they had caught Brian in multiple lies. Soon, someone would stumble upon the most important evidence of all. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... 
what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We seek answers, justice, and help. Summer 2013. Nearly two years have passed since Yvonne Baldelli's disappearance. You feel like you're reading a book, a terrible mystery or murder mystery, and there's no end to it. On June 26, 2013, the final chapter of this mystery began to unfold. A former Marine who family members say murdered his girlfriend before... FBI Special Agent Andrew Masters slapped the cuffs on Brian Bremiger. What did you say to him? You're under arrest. He said, turn around, put your hands behind your back. He needed the answer for his crime. How did you learn that Brian had been arrested? Truth be told, I received a text from my dad, said they got the SOB. And I sat down in a sense of relief because now they believed us. Brian Bremiger was charged with 13 felonies relating to the cover-up of Yvonne's death, but not murder. Assistant U.S. attorneys Shane Harrigan and Mark Conover were lead prosecutors. At that point, without having found the body, we didn't have quite enough to bring the murder charge. But that would soon change. Human remains have been found on a Panamanian island. A local worker clearing some brush on the island where Brian and Yvonne lived came upon this duffel bag. And when he unbuckled the clasp, he found Yvonne's uh, skeletonized remains. By the time she was found two years later, she, it was uh, only bones. A DNA test confirmed it was Yvonne. Her remains were found just a few hundred yards from where the family had spent days searching. I wanted to tell Michelle personally. When I first heard the possibility that they found Yvonne, my first reaction was, for me, it's good news because I just feel good. We can nail this bastard. While the family's prayers had been answered, an autopsy confirmed the hellish fact that Yvonne had been dismembered. This is the actual device that was used to dismember Yvonne. The most likely cause of death was being stabbed in the back at least twice. Despite overwhelming evidence and proof that Bremiger had repeatedly lied, his wife Kristen continued to stand by him. Kristen, may I ask, do you still believe in your husband's innocence? Can you just tell us that? Don't touch the camera. Then, for Yvonne's family, another cruel tragedy struck in the spring of 2014. Michelle, who had dedicated her life to finding justice for her sister, now faced another deadly enemy. She was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer. 
I'm still alive to fight for my life, and I'm still alive to fight for my sister. This was Michelle in June of 2014. And this was her just three months later. Today, uh, we're going, I'm going to be giving a deposition. Weakened by cancer and given just weeks to live, you saw me swear Michelle, a crucial witness, agreed to tell her story while she still could. Brian Bremager would sit directly across from her. I'm going to try to ignore him as best I can. And who is Brian Bremager? The defendant. Do you see him in the courtroom here today? Yes, I do. Would you please point to him and describe where he is seated for the record? He's sitting at the end, khaki outfit, the end. Michelle passed out after the exhausting testimony. It was a courageous act of love for her sister. This might be the last thing I get to do for her over and over and over again because it'll be on camera forever. Days later, she died. It took years of diplomatic and legal wrangling, but in early 2015, the government of Panama finally agreed to let Brian be tried for murder on American soil. We came to the conclusion that the only way that Brian Brimager would face justice for his murderous act is if he was charged and convicted here in the United States. Brian pleaded not guilty. The case was heading for trial in 2016 when investigators made another dramatic discovery. Yvonne's blood and DNA were found under the machete's handle. So these three screws were undone. Mm -hmm. The handle opens up and right. inside they find blood. Right, they removed these three and just pulled it out here and conducted the testing on the blade and the inferior portion of the handle and uh, found blood. Whose blood? Yvonne's. Yvonne Baldelli's. Yvonne Baldelli. This now is a slam dunk. You know that this is the tool used to dismember her. It was that that made Brian finally realize he was not gonna get out of the, he was not gonna lie his way out. It's over. It's done. He had cleaned the blade but he hadn't cleaned underneath the handle. And it was that additional evidence that I believe eventually led Mr. Brimager to plead guilty. Within a week, Brimager pleaded guilty to second degree murder, while the other charges were dropped. And later at his sentencing, finally admitted after nearly five years of lies to killing Yvonne Baldelli. And I think if you look up on the dictionary evil and you see Brian's picture in there, He's the ultimate carnet of evil in my mind. In open court, Brimager apologized to Yvonne's family, but his words rang hollow. Brian Brimager is a con artist. He had our daughter conned. He had his new wife conned. He had her family conned. He was able to live a double life, sometimes a triple life. And people buy what he says. But his actions show that he's not the person he says that he is. Brian was sentenced to 26 years in federal prison. With the case over, Yvonne's remains were returned to her family. 
and laid to rest at sea. To get her remains back and be able to give her a dignified resting place, I can sleep better at night knowing that she's not rotting in some jungle or deep in the ocean somewhere, knowing that she loved the ocean, knowing that we were able to put her in a place that she loved. We brought her home, and I know that that was thanks to a lot of work of a lot of unsung heroes. I know. In a way, two people were honored this day, Yvonne and her beloved sister, Michelle, who battled a Marine to the end and won. She's definitely a hero. She never gave up. To her dying day, she gave all she had. Kristen and Brian Brimager are still married. She continues to support and visit him in federal prison. Brimager's prison term ends in February 2037. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Join me, 48 Hours Correspondent Erin Moriarty, on my podcast, My Life of Crime, as I take on true crime investigations like no other. This season, I'm looking into the secrets within families cutting straight to the evidence and talking to the people directly involved. Enjoy My Life of Crime on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free on Wondery Plus. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Farian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them and not the man pulling the strings? Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.